the Pump Fake is coming up next. Tebow injured. Detroit wins a game. The Redskins are bad. And Johnson drops the weights. All next on the Pump Fake. Welcome to the Pump Fake. This is the Pump Fake Podcast. We are live in the Pump Fake Studios, and we are ready to roll. It's another week has gone by, and it is a large amount of football that happened once again. There is. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the NFL, a lot of stuff happening in college football, and baseball playoffs uh, heating up there, John Boy. Baseball is deep into it, and we are well into the wild card almost, and ready to roll. Tebow hurt. Tebow is hurt. Did you see the hit? The hit was nice. It was pretty crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Thirty was it thirty eight to seven still in the game? Tebow gets rocked by Kentucky. Yeah, well, like you were saying, you don't even know what he was really doing in there. Yeah, it was really doing there. One more touchdown. Yeah, it really puts it away. I don't know if they really needed it or not. Yeah. You know, I just don't you know, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, we got the lounge. The background music yes. is in effect here at the pump fake. Yes. We feel like we need a little ambiance during the show. I and do. And not just my fish tank. Yeah, the fish tank was too much. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you know. I um against Kentucky, I don't know. I don't know if they needed really that extra that extra points. <laughs> no, Kentucky was no threat to score and uh Tebow should not have been in the game and you know, it's Urban Meyer running up the scoreboard once again. No reason to beat Kentucky like that. Kentucky was not going to come back. Tebow should be out of the game. He's your franchise if you have a franchise in college football, but he's your guy this year. And Mr. Heisman, gosh, I don't know. Does he play good the rest of the year with the one con- one concussion? You're always susceptible to a second one. I don't know. I think the thing that scares me is that we've not we've not seen Tim Tebow <laughs> You know, since we saw him in the uh, back of the uh, ambulance on Saturday night, I mean, haven't seen from him, heard from him. The only people we've heard from is uh, Urban Meyer and uh, Tim Tebow's doctors and saying that, you know, hopefully he'll be ready to go, you know, next Saturday versus LSU. Um, don't you think we, sh- if everything was good and copacetic, that we would have seen Tim Tebow's face? Yeah, you think we would have had a Tim Tebow-like speech uh, where he said, I'll be back, I'm coming back, I'm going to play. I'm going to do this, you know, his classic speeches. We haven't seen anything, so I don't really know what's going on with Tebow. I mean, they say he's okay. They say he might play versus LSU next week. I don't know. I don't know if he plays hard, if he's going to be ready to go. You yeah. know, is he going to be a drop-back passer finally? Yeah, it's a pretty nasty hit. Um, you know, I guess what this does give, though, is Florida fans a uh, nice chance to see the future. Uh, Brantley uh, sitting back there behind center and see what, uh, what what they've got to look forward to for the next three to four years. And, uh, you know, kind of prepare for life, uh, you know, A.T. after Tebow. After Tebow. You know? And uh, I, I think that's a lot of what he's going to expect in the NFL, though, too. So, I mean, he's got to get ready for those kind of hits. And i got to say, it doesn't bode well for him in the NFL already getting a concussion in college like that. I know uh, concussions happen a lot more uh, frequently in the NFL. Just ask uh, Matt Hasselback, Steve Young, and uh, all the other guys as they get their heads beat in constantly. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, what is his hit? The back of his head hit his, uh, hit the knee of the of his uh, of his own player. I yeah, mean, that thing. Whew. 
I mean, it was a vicious hit. Yeah. Vicious. It, it, it is. Tebow was just destroyed on that play. Yeah. And speaking of uh, other uh, injuries, I guess, uh, we got uh, the all-injury beginning of the pump fake here. Yes. Uh, Johnson uh, from uh, USC. Uh, he is critical but stable condition after seven hours of surgery uh, from working out. Uh, I guess it was this morning. Uh, dropped a the barbell on his neck. Yeah, he was uh, apparently he was doing bench press, benching like two seventy five, and uh, right the there. the bar slipped out of his hand and caught him in the neck. Right on the deal there, his vocal cords. They said they think they've repaired everything, but I mean, dude, I got to go work out today, and I don't know if I really want. And today's chest. Yeah, that's you got, mean, you got to think about that. You got to have the spotter. <laughs> do they? Let me ask you: Do they not have spotters? I don't understand the whole well, concept. Like, not, Is two seventy five just like so easy for him that he doesn't have spotters? I mean, not you know, not like I'm, you know, Superman or anything. But when I when I go lift, I don't usually use a spotter. I mean, the, you know, I mean the kid's played sports his whole life. You know, I mean he's he knows how to do the the exercises. I mean he knows what weight he's comfortable with now. You know, big time we, university though. This is yeah. where you have just guys getting their degree in sports medicine to stand behind you and like yeah. watch to make sure you're okay. I and mean, it's the whole concept. I don't know. This is a big program, and I don't know. I think it's kind of unacceptable that yeah. that I'm, somebody wasn't there to uh, to catch that. I'm sure there was a spotter, but I mean, if it's 275 and it slips out of your hands, it's yeah, I guess it's like, just like it both happen. hands. I guess I don't know. It I don't can, know. I don't know. If 275 is a big weight for this guy or not. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's 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 still regardless. It's two hundred seventy five pounds. Yeah, if it yeah. falls on your neck, it's gonna crush your vocals. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I hope the kid's okay. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it it's it's uh, just a crazy freak accident, you know. And at least it was working out, and he wasn't doing something stupid on a motorcycle or something like that. So I mean, gosh, you know, you got to feel bad for the kid. So yeah, I mean, you know, it just. They said they said last night on Sportsman that the story would make you cringe, and I I did. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, did. I don't know what it says about uh, USC in the next uh, for the rest of the year. I guess uh, strong running back. I think he has five touchdowns in the year already. So uh, USC's got uh, some nice games coming up here where they really kind of needed him. So yeah, we kind of see how they do. I know we'll talk about that in a little bit in the uh, in the college breakdown. Yeah. Uh, other injury news: We got uh, Frank Gore, uh, who apparently. Was ready to go and then played it down and then said, I'm hurt again. So, uh, all the people who won the previous week in fantasy football, uh, riding the back of Frank Gore, you lost the next week because you started him and he was immediately gone and got zero points. Yep. Sprained, uh, sprained ankle, gone for two to three weeks. What is what does that do to San Francisco now? Because I know they were leaning heavily on Frank Gore. I think that hurts San Francisco a lot. I know they're trying to, uh, to win the division. I don't think anyone's going to run away with it. I think they'll stay close, but I think it's just going to be. Uh, maybe they win one of those games, maybe two. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, I don't think Sean Hill is a good enough quarterback to just, you know, continue the – I mean, you know, they, 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 they lost that game in Minnesota due to some Favre magic. I mean, they could definitely be 3-0. and Yeah, the, even I mean, without Frank Gore. I mean, their yeah. backup looked pretty decent. I know he's not quite as good. And they got St. Louis coming up this week. So, I mean, I don't yeah. think they're in bad shape. I think they'll win that game pretty easily still. So Yeah, Glenn Coffey, the backup, had 25 carries uh, for, I think, a little over 50 yards. Alabama boy? SEC? Is he Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. Alabama, the rookie. So... You know, it's a good. Uh, you know, it's not like they have somebody who can't run the ball coming in behind Frank Gore, but you'd always like to have. Uh, you'd always like to have Frank Gore back there. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Denver last year where they signed people off the street to uh, play running back. So off the cell phone sales floor, what's his name? Uh, who was that? 
they did that too. It was like, like Mike Bell or something like that. Yeah, or, Mike Bell or Will Hamblin, something like that. I forget. <laughs> Kerry Wyatt. All right. So I mean, you know, we there's there's lots of different options, but um, I think the 49ers will be fine. They showed that they could still win a game against a good team. Just far have had that magic arm. So I mean, nothing you can really do about that. So. Nothing you can really do about that. Another injury news: Chad Pennington blows out his shoulder, uh, dislocated. Uh, had the shoulder worked on two or three times, I think. I think he takes his yearly visit to uh, the doctor to get his shoulder replaced. That's the second time he's. That's the second time he's injured that shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he's had surgery on it uh, twice already. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty much done for the season on that. Uh, they're talking career because you know eh, you don't know if he can come back strong again. Took him a while last time. Yeah. I don't know. Chad Pennington may be done. Uh, Miami's hopes after MVP-like season from Chad Pennington last year, are looking grim here. The uh, all-wildcat will be in effect with uh, Chad Henney at the helm now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I think people are starting to become a little dissatisfied with the way uh, Chad Pennington was, uh, was leading the team. I think there's been some, some whispers for, you know, Henney. Yeah, there's, you know, there's whispers, but, I mean, Chad Pennington, he, he accepted his role of running off the field and, you know, splitting out wide. He was the guy who would do whatever the team needs to win. I don't know if Chad Henney's willing to do that as much. I think he wants to be more of the uh, the go-to quarterback, so we may see some more passes out of him. Uh, maybe not as much Wildcat. I don't know. It's going to be whatever wins the game for him now, though, I guess. So we'll yeah. see. Maybe more Pat White. So uh, we'll see what Pat White's got and, and more playing time, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a shame because he's a heck of a quarterback. It's a shame to see possibly a career go down the drain. Yeah, yeah no, Chad Pennington, I mean, he's had a good 10 years, so, I mean, I would say it's been a good career for Chad if he does uh, if he does go away, but, you know, we'll see. He was never supposed to really play uh, in the NFL. I mean, then he went to Marshall and just blew it up, so we'll yeah. see. All right. What's uh, next on the docket on the, in the emergency room today? Uh, we got Dwight Freeney, two to three weeks in Indy. So, I mean, that's another kind of big one uh, for Indy, hurting their chances. Uh, they're, eh, they're still undefeated, but uh, it's going to hurt a little bit without uh, their defense. And their offense hasn't looked amazing. I know they did put up 31 points against Arizona, but we'll just have to see uh, what they can do without uh, the Dwight. Yeah, that's oh man, there's so many injuries, John. I mean, what's happening? I mean, it's the, it's the beginning of the year. I mean, yeah, just a lot of guys going down. Usually, you'll see guys that weren't in the preseason hurt, but we're talking these are guys that were in the preseason healthy and are just getting hurt. I mean, Felix Jones now uh, after last night's game on Monday night. Looking like he's out. Dallas is probably going to the cell phone floor looking for running backs too. Pretty quick here. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 actually looking right now um, at the uh, injury report for all teams, <laughs> and uh, I mean, here's some 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 names. I mean, that just jump out at me here. Kurt Warner, you know, uh, probable, you know, write something about his right shoulder. Well, that's that's the uh, classic the injury report, though. I mean, right. the quarterbacks always hurt. I think week to week. If you're a big quarterback, uh, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, I think have always been on the injury report. Yeah, but I mean, just some of these names on here are just ridiculous. And I mean, the um, the amount of injuries that are piling up right now. You know, uh, Dwight Freeney is definitely a big loss for the Indianapolis Colts and what they're trying to do there. Um, you know, two to three weeks though, I think they'll be okay. You know, I don't nothing major. You know, that way for them, but. Um, definitely San Francisco is going to be hurting without Gore and a big blow to Miami with uh, Chad Pennington going down. Yeah, I think that's the biggest one, Chad Pennington going down. I mean, I, Miami has not uh, – they've looked good. They haven't won a lot this year. So, I mean, it, it's going to be difficult for them to kind of pull out here and uh, and win the rest of this year. I'm thinking it's not looking too good in Miami. So Yeah. Um, another little thing I'd like to throw in there, John, I don't know if we, we talked about this before uh, hand <laughs> – 
Mike Leach has decided at uh, Texas Tech that there is to be no more Twitter. Yeah, his the whole the whole Twitter <laughs> thing is has has become really interesting to me. And uh, uh, apparently, in uh, Texas Tech, a uh, a player said that Mike Leach was late to the meeting. He's like, "Why am I here if the coach isn't even here yet?" <laughs> and uh, Mike Leach went off, and uh, that guy did not play in the game, and uh, he's been suspended for uh, indefinite uh, for the twit. And uh, no more Twitter at Texas Tech. I think you're seeing a lot of this. The uh, the coaches don't want players uh, just spreading about what's going on. Uh, more about if they're going to use Twitter. And you see this in the NFL, NBA is making rules. Twitter's become this iconic thing where all the players are talking. And I mean, it's it's interesting as a fan uh, when you follow these guys and you get these little reports constantly. But it's just it's becoming this thing and in college football you don't really want it as much talking about the coaches so mike leach nipped it in the handbag yeah uh, apparently here offensive lineman brandon carter uh, he's a team captain by the way twitted uh he said uh you know this is not how i saw our season after the uh loss to the cougars uh, last saturday and uh yeah, yeah you I never mean, want more talk about twitter than yeah. than football uh yeah. you want more football talk than twitter talk yeah uh, i mean so. you just don't you don't, uh, you know what? The head coach doesn't have to be on time. That's why no, he's the it doesn't. Head coach. That's why he's the head coach. Right. You need to be on time. You need to be on time. <laughs> the head coach is reviewing film. That's the only thing you should be confident of. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically, I mean, unfortunately, college football has become more of a job. You're the employee, he's your boss at the end of the day. You show up on time. He doesn't have to be there on time. Mike Leach can do whatever he wants. He is one year after year at Texas Tech. And if you talk smack, you will be. Yeah. Suspended, and you were so. Yeah, game so, on. Yep. So I think that does it for top stories. I think we're gonna transition right into our uh, college football scoreboard, John. Get everybody updated on what happened last weekend. What happened? I got to cue that up here. Uh, I know uh, a lot happened in college. I'm looking forward to hearing all the scores here. So uh, let's hey. check it out. All right. Here we go. We have the Pump Fake Scoreboard. All the Pump Fake Scoreboards are sponsored by Allstate, where drivers who switch have saved an average of $396. Call Allstate now at 1-866-945-4307. Starting off last week in college football, on the Thursday night game, we had South Carolina pulling the upset over number 4 Mississippi, 16-10. to uh, Moving right along to the Saturday games, Florida in a nail-biter beats Kentucky 41-7. to Texas, another big win, 64-7 over UTEP. Alabama, 35-7 over Arkansas. It was supposed to be a game, folks. Iowa upsets number five, Penn State, 21-10. Moving right along, California, well, they didn't show up to play against Oregon. 42-3, Oregon pulls another upset. LSU, number seven in the country, beats Mississippi State, 30-26. Number eight, Boise State takes down Bowling Green, 49-14. Number nine, Miami loses handily to Virginia Tech, who was number 11 in the country, 31-7. USC, 27. Washington State, 6. Ohio State blanks Illinois, 30-0. Cincinnati behind Pike's three touchdowns uh, beats up on uh, Fresno State, 28-20. 
Um, TCU goes into Clemson and steals one, 14-10. The 16th-ranked Cowboys uh, host the uh, Grambling State there in 56-6 route. Uh, Houston's offense uh, shows up today. As long as Texas Tech did, it was a shootout uh, in Houston there, 29-28. to Florida State gets upset by their neighbors in Florida, South Florida, 17-7. BYU, Colorado State, BYU comes away with the victory, 42-23. Arch Kansas Jayhawks continue their winning ways, 35-28. Georgia, the 21st-ranked Georgia Bulldogs versus Arizona State. Georgia comes through 20-17. And uh, North Carolina gets beat by Georgia Tech, 24-7, to upset the number 22-ranked Tar Heels. Michigan, 23-ranked 23, 23 uh, Michigan Wolverines, 36-33 over Indiana. Uh, the number 24 Washington Huskies coming off that big win at USC lose to Stanford, 34-14. And top 25 is ending with Nebraska beating Louisiana Lafayette, 55 to nothing. And I believe that does it for our college football scoreboard presented by Allstate. This has been the College Football Scoreboard presented by The Pump Fake and sponsored by Allstate. Call Allstate for all your auto insurance needs at 1-866-945-4307. All right. Another college football week has happened. We are at uh, week three, was it? Week four? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And I, I just like to say uh, another upset. Another a couple upset. upsets. And, um, geez. That, One that I did not see coming at all. What was that? Oh, uh, Florida, Florida State. Florida uh, State. Jeez. I mean, you, you can't even think. I mean, I yeah, South Carolina, I guess we could have seen, but... Uh, I think you talked about South Carolina probably pulling that upset. I think I did. Um, but I know I talked about the Iowa upset. So I mean, you I did. Know, yeah. So we were right on two accounts. Two accounts, and I think you called uh, Miami too. So uh, Miami, Virginia Tech. Well, that was just a lot, man. I mean, that that was a lot. <laughs> four straight weeks. Yeah, of... four straight weeks. That was tough. It was tough on the kids in Miami. I, uh, I must say. I mean, four straight weeks of uh, ranked opponents. And it's not going to get much easier this week when they have to play Oklahoma. So No, it gets even worse for them. So, yeah. uh, Oklahoma's still a little beat up, so we'll have to see what happens there. But I don't know. So what do you think? We got uh, Iowa defense looks really good. I, I must say I've never uh, seen a team. Uh, I don't know that I've seen a team jump out of the not even in the top 25 up to number 13. Even after pulling an upset like that, you look at Washington uh, upset USC uh, the previous week, and you know they moved up to number twenty-five. But we had Iowa jump all the way up to number thirteen in the rankings, uh, thirteen, fourteen, something like that, depending on your ranking that you prefer. Uh, and just after pretty much handily beating Penn State, I mean they were in it all game. Special teams and defense wins it for Iowa. I thought the kid uh, Ricky Stanzi would have a better game, but he still kind of looks uh, nervous out there. So. We'll see Iowa the rest of the year. They don't play much of anybody except Ohio State and a couple road games in the Big Ten. But other than that, Iowa pretty easily maybe could go undefeated. So we'll see what happens. Well, the, the, the Stanzi performance doesn't really bother me because, I mean, if, if you watch the game, it was wet. You know, it was raining. It was kind of nasty. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't expect a lot out of quarterbacks through the year when it's like that. Um, their rushing game is what impressed me. 37 carries total uh, for, you know, 163 yards. So, I mean, you know, that, that's, I think, what got it done. And Which is really, it's a really an amazing performance considering at the beginning of the year, their running back was hurt 
like in the practice before the season started. Mm-hmm. That's our starting running back. So I mean, and then you look at last year, Sean Green was drafted by the Jets, and now he's the Jets and like third string running back. So I mean, Iowa has lost two great running backs, and all of a sudden they're making a do with what they got up there. So yeah. uh, and their linebackers are just freaking nasty. So uh, Iowa's defense looks good. That's going to keep them in every game this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on, we got uh, Miami Virginia Tech. Uh, just another pretty much a classic battle and then ended up Virginia Tech just kind of run them down at the end there special teams defense once again yeah I mean it really was Virginia Tech's defense given uh given the uh, Miami stud quarterback just yeah Jacoby Ellersbury uh didn't quite have it against the Virginia Tech defense I think I don't know uh he's too young of a kid to string together that many good games in a row I think he's bound to have a defense where he would just finally kind of falter a little bit uh I was a little I was sold on Miami but uh, I'm a little weak on them now. So uh, they're still not a bad team. I, I still don't think they're a bad team. I just don't know if they were number nine in the country. Good. Yeah, I think I bought into the hype, and uh, I was expecting uh, more out of Miami in that game. And uh, Virginia Tech uh, really looked good once again. So yeah. we say Virginia Tech always pulls it together and pulls out wins when they need to. Nebraska, uh, Miami. So I don't know. I think we have to talk a little bit more about Virginia Tech being a contender. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they've only lost the one game, and that was to Alabama. And, I mean, Alabama's the third-ranked team in the country. Yeah, and you look at Virginia Tech has kind of that same kind of Miami schedule. I mean, Alabama, mm-hmm. yeah, Nebraska, uh, and then Miami. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty wicked little schedule there. So, and uh, they were lost the first one, but they were able to pull through the other two. So, uh, Virginia Tech's still looking good with that one loss. Yeah, I mean, up next for Virginia Tech is Duke, Boston College, Georgia Tech. I mean, you know, that's a nice little three-game uh it's a nice little three-game stretch right there for them. Yeah, you don't have to worry about much of anything there. No. Uh, we got another Florida State non-show up here. So uh, one of those things where uh, Florida State comes in and lays an egg, and this time they weren't able to come back, and they lost. So uh, another disappointing week from Florida State, uh, who I thought was a better team, but apparently they're not. Uh, I think there's time for the old coach to uh, retire. Yeah, I mean – Seven points. Yes. That's what you get. Yeah, it is, it's just disappointing out of uh, Florida State, uh, to say the least. South Florida is a good team and probably a little underranked a lot of times. Always play the Florida teams tough. Um, but, you know, Florida State didn't have it once again. Yeah, I mean, just an all-around disappointing performance. But, I mean, let's not take away, you know, let's not take away what South Florida's done. I mean, they're undefeated now. You know, uh, I think South Florida was a team at one time a couple of years ago was ranked number two in the country. You know, so, I mean, you know, let's not say that, you know, they're a total, total shock. But, I mean, this game, I, you know, I was not expecting this at all. <laughs> no, I, I did not think Florida State would lose this game. The way they've been playing, I mean, I know they played bad, but to just decimate uh, BYU, I mean, it's really disappointing to, like, go into a game like this. I don't understand how you can be one week good and then the next week bad. They're just wishy-washy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really, it's really it. I mean, and the only just... thing I can say, that that's the coaching. I, I I just can't say anything else about it. I mean, what's up with Bobby Bowden? I mean, he's, I think it's time he's almost done. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, I, I think it's time for him, the old ball coach to hang it up. And, uh, you know, maybe this may be his last season. And, uh, you know, let, let some newer, let some newer blood flow through those uh, seminal veins. <laughs> Oh, oh, there we go. I didn't hear anything. Well, we uh, we lost power there for a second. I think we did. I don't There's know a power happened. outage in the uh, Pump Fake Studios. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, so we'll kind of go on from there. 
Uh, moving right along, next big, uh, I guess, upset you had, uh, South Carolina taking down Ole Miss. Well, I, I didn't see that so much of an upset. I, I saw that as that was going to happen. Um, you just, you, you know, Ole Miss, I, I wasn't totally sold on all the way around. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on them as the number four team in the country. South Carolina is a good football team. Um, they're really a play away from being undefeated. Uh, you know, with that Georgia game uh, being their only loss this year, I South Carolina's a very good football team, very very good football team, and um, I, I just didn't think Ole Miss had what it took to go into William Bryce Stadium in a night game and uh, and, and take one from them. I really thought uh, Ole Miss was a better football team than what they showed in that game, and I think I really just underranked uh, South Carolina more than anything. I know that comment you said the. Uh, uh, Florida State should probably be undefeated, uh, and then, geez, maybe they should be. And and we're talking about South Carolina as a lot better team, and maybe uh, pulling a lot more upsets in the SEC. And I I think they probably will. I think they're going to play a lot more teams tough now. Uh, they got a little chip on their shoulder now. Uh, they lost a close one to Georgia, and then, geez, if they win that game, it's a whole different ball game. And the the old ball coach is back, and we're talking about South Carolina instead of uh, Miami or Florida State a lot more. So. Yeah, definitely a good showing uh, by the Gamecocks. Um, you know, this week it's their high—I believe it's their highest-ranked victory against uh, against an opponent at home. So I mean, you know, that's uh, th- I think that's what Spurrier needed to maybe get off the uh, get off the Schneid there and uh, really, really make South Carolina, um, you know, what he always thought it would be, which is a, a contender. So good, good win. Uh, South Carolina moves to three and one. Uh, one and one in the SEC. That only loss coming to Georgia, which really, really could have been a win. So you could be looking at a, should be looking at a four and zero South Carolina Gamecock team. So I mean, you know. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, moving right along, uh, we have Oregon Cal. Uh, Oregon, I uh, must say, has looked uh, always given a fighting chance. Maybe I guess you could say as they beat up players. Uh, but Cal has looked really good this year. And then you get the Oregon-Cal game, and Oregon just lays it to them and just destroys Cal. Uh, they only allowed three points in this game. So, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy game to me, uh, just really decimating uh, Oregon there. And those three points were in the first quarter that Oregon allowed. So, really, they shut them out the whole game. <laughs> yeah, know? so, I mean, they just destroyed them all game. So, I mean, going into next week, I mean, you had to wonder what, what's going on with Cal because now they're heading to uh, USC. So, you had to wonder what, what possibly they're going to have in that game. Yeah, uh, Cal's field goal came with a 14 minute uh, at the 14-minute mark in the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it, and shut them out from there. So, I mean, right. it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, nothing more what I could say. Just a poor performance, I think, on uh, California's part. Uh, they look to be in real trouble if you know when they run up against uh, USC and uh, you know Oregon. You know after after their uh, boxing match uh, at Boise State, uh, look to uh, they look to have some legs under them, look to uh, have some life, and uh, hopefully they can move past that little ugly incident. And- yeah, they seem to be playing better football now, and uh, I think they really played well against Cal. I mean, it's quite amazing that game still amazes me. Uh, I haven't got to see the replay of the whole game yet. I'm going to sit down and watch it so I can try to get a better feel uh, for what's coming out of uh, Oregon there. I mean, 42-3, I mean, that's just a decimating of a number six team. So, I mean, let's look at it. I mean, we had the number four, five, six lose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy you don't uh, college be ra- football in there. You don't want to be ranked in the top ten right now. No, I, I think outside of the top, uh, the top two, I mean, we've had changes. 
Yep. Uh, we've had three, four, five, six have all lost. Seven, eight, nine, I think, have lost at some point. Uh, so, I mean, it's been absolutely crazy uh, just move, jostling around in there. And I really expect every team to lose this year. I, I think um, b- besides um, Boise State, I think they'll probably win out. Houston and uh, uh, TCU will probably win out, but then we'll have a team like uh, I think Florida will probably lose one, and I think uh, Alabama will lose too. So. Yeah, well, hopefully that loss at Florida will come to Georgia. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, and I think the uh, the injury uh, plays more down the year, uh, once, especially when it's bigger SEC battles. We'll see what Florida has, and especially uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. I know they're on a bye week this week, so we'll see what happens coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, looking to the future, what, what's on tap next week, John, this weekend? Uh, up the big games, I want to highlight LSU-Georgia. I think it's one of the bigger games. Uh, Georgia's kind of snuck by in almost every game so far, I want to say. And uh, now we got LSU Georgia, just a pretty huge game. I, yep. I, would, I would say. I would say it's the game of the week. I don't yeah. know. It's close. Yeah, not a single, single decisive victory in any of these three wins that Georgia has. Not. <laughs> no, they. they and mean, for a second, you thought, oh, they're just going to lay it on uh, Arizona State right now. Well, see, now Arizona and then State, they didn't. Arizona State, they're up like fourteen to three, and you were like, okay, this is this is what this is going to be tonight, and then all of a sudden. You know, um, I turn on the TV and it's seventeen to seventeen in the fourth quarter, and Georgia has to sneak by with a field goal. That's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I know, I know, Arizona State's got a good defense, but that's not going to play versus the number four LSU. You know, no LSU <laughs> is gosh, yeah, and I mean uh, LSU offense has been pretty decent. They haven't played a lot, so I don't really know. I mean Vanderbilt, they played tough, twenty three to nine. Vanderbilt's a little bit better than we thought. Washington. Uh, they played at Washington. Uh, that's a pretty key victory. It was 31-23 because after seeing uh, Washington uh, beat USC, I think that plays interesting because that's probably their best opponent uh, that they've played so far. And I would like to think that Georgia is better than Washington, if you were to compare that maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. So, I mean, we're looking at this should probably be a close game. Yeah, well, I mean, it usually is. Like last year, I remember watching this uh, football game. And it's one of those deals where, you know, like we always say, Georgia kind of plays up to the level of their opponents. That is true. And uh, Georgia was winning this game decisively last year in Baton Rouge, and they just kept giving the ball back to LSU. I mean, it's just one of the – I mean, even with the number one pick in the draft, Stafford and, you know, Moreno and, you know, all the all-stars that they had last year, um, it just really turned out to be just, you know, okay, we score, we'll give you the ball back, and we, we will let you score. I mean, it was it was never over. I mean, it it was like that South Carolina game this year uh, that Georgia played in, where you know it was just it was a high scoring affair, and uh, you know you just you know you figured Georgia had it well within hand, but you just never knew because you just it, never knew. <laughs> yeah, I think that's typical, just typical Georgia football right now. They don't have necessarily the defense to uh, just lay it on people anymore. Uh, I mean. I, I think it's weird that A.J. Green uh, blocked that punt at the end of the game, that he was out there. I think it's always kind of like, oh, wow, you ha- your defense is, doesn't have that big jump guy like Boss Bailey always was. In Smart there. coaching. They, that you have to throw in A.J. Green. It's a good play, but shouldn't you have a defender like that already? You should, but, I mean, you know, this is, uh, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think this is a little bit uh, the next – the next two to three years are going to be a little bit of a uh, rebuilding phase for the Bulldogs of the University of Georgia. And, I mean, you know, you kind of got to do some patchwork wherever. Wherever it works. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, if A.J. Green went in there on defense and, you know, blocked a blocked a punt or a field goal, you know, hey, 
It worked. <laughs> Whatever yeah. works, yeah. yeah. You win football games. That's what you do in college football. Don't worry about what position you play. You just win a football game. That's right. Uh, what other game we got? USC Cal. I think we kind of touched on that. I think that's going to be one of the big ones this week also. Uh, USC is in a little bit of a hurt situation with the unfortunate incident to uh, Johnson. Uh, and now they got Cal. So we'll kind of see what uh, what USC has uh, on defense against that Cal team that looked horrible on offense. So, uh, I don't know. I still want to say USC takes that game even with the injury. I'm assuming USC takes it because Cal looked ridiculous against uh, Oregon. Yeah, the only saving grace is this that is at home for Cal. So I mean, you got to say maybe they put up a little bit more of a fight. But I don't know. It's it's still a tough game for me because they just look so bad in that game against Oregon. Yeah, and it's still USC. And it's uh, USC. I mean, yeah. is, I mean, they still have Joe McKnight. They still have. Uh, I think McKnight's got to play a big key in this one. You know, they still got Barkley. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they're going to be fine. I, I see USC rolling over Cal. I mean, it's I don't think it's even going to be close. Really, I don't know if it's rolling. I think it's rolling. I don't know. I was just worried about their offense a little bit. Yeah, do we have Barkley back? Is Barkley playing again yet? I believe Barkley will be playing. Barkley's playing again, so uh, we might see a little bit more of something. We'll see what happens there. I think it's going to be closer than people think, uh, but we'll see. I don't have the spreads yet, so we'll see. Uh, I'll have a breakdown on the site. Uh, other game, Oklahoma-Miami. I think it's an interesting game. Yeah, Fourth-ranked opponent for Miami in as many tries. Um, but, I mean, heck, I mean, listen, if Miami can come out of this with a, with a split, a 2-2 two and two record coming out of four straight, you know, ranked opponents, yeah, I mean, that's still good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Miami was expecting to be as good as they are right now. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're exceeding their own expectations, I want to say. Everyone declared the U back. I think the U is back, but I think – and there's still probably uh, a loss here. Uh, Sam Bradford, any word? Is he going to play? It's kind of up in the air. I think they're waiting until uh, later in the week to really declare him. Uh, so we'll see. I think that makes this game more interesting if Sam Bradford plays. Uh, I'll kind of see what happens there. I know they're kind of debating it right now whether they want him to play. play ACC oh, ACC Nuggets. ACC by Nuggets Chick by Chick-fil-A. An uh, impromptu word from a sponsor. Yes. So... Um, I don't know. I still think Oklahoma wins this game. Think Oklahoma wins handily, regardless of who starts. Yeah, I, you know, I just I don't think Miami's good enough to. I think they're I think they're good enough, like I, like you know, to 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 come out of this with the split, you know, with the two and two record, and I think that that is a huge victory for them. And uh, so you're you going know. with a uh, the first week in college football that no top ten team loses. Yeah, I mean, I think this week is kind of an off week for them. I mean, you know, Oklahoma's defense is going to get to Ja'Cory Harris, and, you know, it's going to, you know, they're going to rattle him, I think. I think they saw what Virginia Tech did uh, to Miami, and they will try to duplicate uh, things. Okay. So the um, only game we're possibly thinking that uh, Georgia pulls an upset at LSU, which is maybe. That's the only one that I could possibly even see, because I just don't believe in Cal. I just don't believe in Cal right now after watching them last week. Score three points in the beginning part of the four, first quarter, and then nothing the rest of the way. Um, you know, Indiana's not going to beat Ohio State. Miami of Ohio, I don't think will beat Cincinnati. Um, I don't think Miami will beat Oklahoma. Duke has zero shot against Virginia Tech. Uh, UC Davis didn't realize they even had a football team going up against Boise State. Don't think that's going to work. Kentucky's not going to beat Alabama. No, oh. I, I don't think we have anything in the top 10. I think this is the top 10. It's good to be in the top 10 this week because yeah. most likely you're going to you're going to win. Yeah. I, I don't really see I don't really see a major upset this week. Uh 
I wouldn't even call Mississippi at uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, I think that's going to be a close game. Vanderbilt's played a lot of teams tough this year. Maybe they pull one off there, but I think they're two even teams right now the way Mississippi played last week. Yeah. Uh, I think LSU-Georgia is your best bet for a uh, top team going down. Best bet for a top team going down, yeah. I kind of had some ideas maybe, but UTEP's played horrible, so I don't think they can beat Houston. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Maybe, maybe Oregon has a letdown against Washington State. But I doubt it. Oregon's at home again. They they look good. So yeah. So I don't know if the juice is back in Illinois and he's playing well. Uh, I wouldn't see, wouldn't be surprised to see them lose to Penn or to beat Penn State. I'm sorry. The juice, OJ. No, the oh. Ju- Juice Williams. He's the oh. quarterback. Yeah. Oh, so not like OJ Simpson. No. no. Well, if OJ Simpson does make an appearance, I do up uh, Illinois' yeah. odds. Well, but, you said uh, the juice. That's what I always yeah. think of when you say the juice. There's a new juice, and it's in Illinois, and his name is Juice Williams. Oh. Nice. Yeah, and he's quite the quarterback. Uh, if he plays, he's been hurt a little, the last couple of weeks, if he hadn't known. And so if you're pulling uh, Illinois at home, I'm kind of liking that. I still don't think Penn State's any good. And uh, so uh, I like Illinois at home in that game. If I were to pick something, Illinois beats Penn State. Okay. And I um, um, feel like I only call Big Ten games, but that's just one game that I could see an unranked team beating a ranked team. Yeah. Um the only, the, the, I mean, the only game that I could even guess go out on a limb on um, and potentially even say could be upset, uh, upset Central here is I know that Alabama, one of their defensive linemen, I believe has been injured and out for the year, I think is what it is. Alabama, really? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. One of the guys is hurt. So you think at Kentucky? Yes. Are you thinking something deep there? Ah, Kentucky's played somewhat tough. Ah. Yep. Alabama linebacker, uh, Dante, oh God, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Dante Hightower will miss the remainder of the season. And Saban was very high on this kid. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that that's like going to be the linchpin that keeps uh, the Alabama defense together. But if Kentucky could catch some lightning in a bottle, you might see. I mean, it is the SEC. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, but they were decimated by Florida. and Oh, it was bad, but they took Tebow out, son. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they got some confidence out of that. I mean, if, if you say one thing about that game, they knocked out probably, you know, the best college football quarterback ever, according to the people of the world. So uh, we'll see. That's the only game I'll go out on a limb and, and say. I I don't really feel right calling the Georgia-Alabama game because uh, – or the Georgia LSU game uh, because I'm a Georgia fan and of course I will pick Georgia because that's who I'll be rooting for. I think in the SEC you lean towards the home team, so I would go Georgia in that game yeah. between the hedges. You almost LSU traveling. Uh, you get you got to give it that, and uh, Georgia will still probably be underdogs because uh, they haven't looked amazing. Um, but we'll kind of see. I almost lean towards Georgia in that one a little bit as not being non-biased, you know, because I'm not really a Georgia right. fan. Well, I will. I I will pick Kentucky to upset Alabama. All right, I'll go with Illinois over Penn State. Okay, we, so we, we got our upset specials and just a breakdown. You know, I mean, we've pretty much been right every week. So I mean, you know, you might as well uh, go bet those games because Iowa last week. You know, you heard it here first, and uh, it wasn't a surprise to us. It seemed like a normal game. Yeah, I, I don't count my. I don't. I don't count Miami beating Oklahoma if that w- were to happen. I don't count that as an upset because they're both pretty closely ranked. I mean, they're within nine spots of each other. You know, now if it was number one playing number 25, that would be an upset to me. But um, 
Alabama, Kentucky. That's my upset special, John. And you picked what now? Which one was it? Uh, the Juice, Illinois. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, beating Penn State. I mean, Penn just, State takes two losses. It's at Illinois. You I think just it's don't like Penn State, do you? I think they're overrated. They're a middle of the road uh, <laughs> Big Ten team. They are. They're Ole Miss to me. I mean, they're a yeah. team that's that's good and you know just a decent team. They're Oregon. They're Cal. I mean, they're a team that you know they may win. They haven't played anybody, and then they play their first uh, Big Ten battle, and they they lose to Iowa. Uh, now they're heading to Illinois. Illinois plays similar to Iowa. It's going to be one of those tough games. So I mean, they're well coached out there. Uh, Ron Zook has got it. So yeah. Well, uh, it'll be it should be an interesting uh, weekend in college football. Like I said, John says take Georgia over LSU. I say take Kentucky over Alabama for nothing else but just to have an upset. Um, you know, I think uh, it'll be a good uh, weekend of college football, John. Good weekend of college football. Look for the the picks on the website. The website's thepumpfake.com. and you can also hit us up on Twitter. It's the what are we P fake on Twitter? Yes. Uh, well, here is the NFL scoreboard as we take a quick break and word from our sponsors. This is the Pump Fake. We are the Pump Fake, and we have the Allstate-sponsored scoreboard here. Uh, drivers who switched saved an average of $396. This is your NFL update, and you can always call Allstate at 1-866-945-4307. And here we're right into the scores, starting with the Packers uh, decimating the Rams 36-7. to uh, The 49ers lost in a snail-biter. Uh, 27-24 to the Vikings. Uh, we had the Patriots taking down the Falcons at home. Patriots 26, Falcons 10. Uh, we had the Jets 24 and the Titans 17. The Jets are still undefeated and the Titans are still not. Uh, we had the Eagles 34, the Chiefs 14, and Castle doesn't look good. And we had the Giants decimating, pure decimation, 24 to nothing over the Buccaneers. Uh, the Ravens, 34. The Browns, 3. And the Ravens are good. And the Jaguars, 31. Texans, 24. The Lions win their first game in 19 games and beat the Redskins 19-14. to uh, The Bears, the Chicago Bears, beat the uh, Neon Green Seahawks 25-19. to The Saints continue their winning ways 27-7 over T.O.'s Buffalo Bills. The defending champion Super Bowl Steelers, Go down in Cincinnati, 20 to 23. The Dolphins lose their quarterback and lose the game, 23 to 13. Chargers win. Broncos stay undefeated, 23 to 3 over the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, Colts Cardinals uh, won by Peyton Manning and the Colts behind four touchdowns uh, by thrown by Peyton Manning, 31 to 10 over the Cardinals and the Panthers and Cowboys. Jerry Jones gets his first win in the new stadium. 21 to 7. And I believe that's been our NFL uh, scoreboard for today. That's the NFL scoreboard presented by Allstate, where drivers who switch saved an average of $396. Please call Allstate at 1 866 945 4307.
And we are back, ready to go with the uh, NFL here. Uh, breaking down the previous week's games and uh, checking in a little preview of next week to see what we got here. Uh, starting out, what do we got here, Drew? Well, I, I think we'd be remiss not to start out with the biggest uh, news in the league, which was uh, Brett Favre's 32-yard uh, touchdown pass in the final, in the waning seconds. Yeah, you have to really look at that and say, geez, uh, Favre, you know, if you grade the game that Favre had in that game, it was a close game. Uh, he, it wasn't very good. He wasn't playing awesome. And then he has to lead him down the field to win the game, and he does. It was just classic. Like, And then the catch was amazing. It was just unreal, The whole thing, how the whole thing played out. Yeah, Brad Childress right now looks like the smartest man in the NFL. Yeah, he does, and, but he looks stupid. But it... <laughs> <laughs> he he looks stupid being the smartest man in the NFL. Uh, you know, not to make fun of his looks because I'm not that type of person, but I am. And so, you know, I mean, Brett Favre, yeah, good catch, good catch. Greg Lewis, I mean, geez, why why isn't he playing for the Patriots anymore? How Do you think Bill Belichick's lost it? I mean, the kid played for the Patriots last year, and now every receiver for the Patriots is dropping balls. So. Um, no, I will. I will never ever question a Bill Belichick move, other than getting rid of Richard Seymour. I still don't understand that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm so lost on that too. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it was fantastic. I mean, I think right then any any kind of rifts in the locker room between Brett Favre coming in and taking Tavares Jackson's job or Sage Rosenfeld's job, I think have all taken a back seat now, because now they see what Brett Favre can do for them. You know, I mean, when Brett Favre is your quarterback, like you know. Um, you know, I could I could tell you since you and I are NFC North fans, you know, the Packers are like were never out of a game when Brett Favre had the ball in the end of the game. You yeah, know? you look at every game, even two touchdowns, you would say, oh, Brett Favre can still win this. There's yeah. five minutes to go. I mean, he Absolutely. can get the, and drive the field twice. Yeah, because he can throw sixty yards. If we have to go hail mary, we have to go hail mary, and I think you still think Brett Favre's going to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I the the footwork was amazing. <laughs> by Greg Lewis to, to catch that ball and to bring two feet down in the end zone. I mean, just the wherewithal for him to know where his foot was and where the out-of-bounds line was in the back of the end zone. I mean, yeah, that's, that was fantastic. Those are things you do not see out of any college player uh, ever. And, I mean, that that was just great. That had to be well-coached throughout yeah. his years. Uh, maybe that came from Bill Belichick. We don't know. Yes. And, I mean, you know, and in this game, unfortunately, another big news item, we talked about it earlier, was Frank Gore going down. Um, I still think San Francisco will be okay here. Their defense played tough, and, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, the 32-yard pass by Brett Favre, we'd be talking about San Francisco being 3-0 and and Minnesota having the one loss. Yeah, yeah, you really look at it. Minnesota has looked strong. Uh, in, in this game, I mean, they weren't all that, but, I mean, it was still. Minnesota's still undefeated. So it was kind of my pick to win the NFC North, so, I mean, I feel kind of good about that still. It is, and... My Packers, the my pick, are a game behind, but that might rectify itself this week. So we'll see. Yeah, looking forward to next week. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I think another big game too, man. Uh, Jets and Titans, two teams going totally in the opposite direction. Yeah, that was just absolutely crazy. I watching that game, uh, you still thought uh, the Titans were going to come back. You still thought uh, Kerry Collins was going to lead them to a victory. Sanchez, maybe in the second quarter, didn't really look like uh, look like a rookie, I guess you would say. Uh, then they pulled it together once again. So yeah, I mean, and they just then Sanchez started playing good again. So I mean, San I don't know. Sanchez made his couple rookie mistakes, as you as you mentioned on the website that he would make. Um, you know, but I mean, he just. He keeps proving that these quarterbacks, and not just him, but like the last two years, like Matt Ryan and um, you know Joe Flacco, and now him. 
I mean, these these quarterbacks coming out of college, I mean, they're ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> anymore, yeah, you really say that these kids are ready to play. And, I mean, sitting the bench anymore, it's it's almost becoming a thing of the past. You know, you look at maybe Chad Henney should have started last year. Maybe they didn't really need uh, Chad Pennington, and then we wouldn't even be talking about Chad Pennington getting hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just craziness. I mean, you want to see these kids start right away now. Yeah, and, I mean, 0-3 for the Titans, uh, you know, their, their season's pretty much dead. I mean, they're not – I mean, only one team – you know, I mean, no, the last team to make the playoffs was, I think, the uh, what, 98, like, Buffalo Bills or something like that. They started 0-3, and they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. It's just not – it's not something – it's not a position that you want to be in. And, I mean, then, you know, they had the best record in the league last year. What, 13-3? and 13-3. And, I mean, I know in our uh, fantacular we did in the previous podcast that we did talk about how we did not think they would be as good. I don't think anyone predicted uh, 0-3 start. Yeah, but uh, we still picked them, I think, to finish pretty high in the in the division. I think one or two. I think we, we picked them to go to the playoffs, and now that just doesn't look like it's going to happen. No, it really doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really get any better for the Titans. Kerry Collins has not looked good. and But I haven't heard any rumblings for uh, Vince Young at all, though. So, I mean, I thought that's been interesting. That was, that was my next question. I mean, is it? Is it that time? I, I I say it's getting close. I don't know if I'm ready to say yet. I don't know if that's why they're losing. Uh, they only allowed 24 points. I mean, and I want to say they were really in the game to the end, but Kerry Collins did throw two interceptions. Yeah. I mean, V.Y., he, he said he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. I know. This would take a Hall of Fame-type effort to pull them out of this hole if he could uh, come in and step in and replace Mr. Kerry Collins. I still think it's the receivers they have in Tennessee. I'm not a fan of the receivers at all. Uh, Kenny Britt, I'm not huge on. And uh, Justin Gage. I think drops too many balls. So, I mean, I, I think they're still weak at receiver, and I think it's going to hurt them throughout the year here. Yeah. Well, the big the big story, and, you know, we, we don't – you know, me, and I've said it many times, I'm not a big fan, but uh, Michael Vick debuted in, a, in the Eagles uniform uh, on Sunday, and I believe he threw two passes, completed zero of them, and ran for seven yards. That was it. That was it. That was the big. So, uh, that was the big deal. The yeah, big. you talk about it all week, and then how you're going to use them, you're getting them into packages, and then it seems like this whole big thing, and it's just going to be tons of plays. Three, really? He's not, he's not ready. No, so I mean, they they Zero. have to say that. So I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I just I just saw it. I mean, he's just not. So I mean, we'll it'll be a while. And here's what here's what uh, I've kind of gotten word around the league uh, from my sources is that he's not really in the uh, Eagles' plans. Uh, what this is is really uh, a showcase, really for a trade. Because what what they signed him to is a six million dollar option next year. That uh, uh, I think I forget who can take it, but uh, they don't really want to do that. They don't want to pay him another six million yeah. with McNam, especially with Cole playing good. So you look oh. at he's going to be trade bait, and I think he could be trade bait during the year. And I think they're going to work him in a little bit. And if he shows something, uh, if I'm Miami or somebody, I'm calling. Well, yeah, somebody that runs the Wildcat. I mean, especially you know Miami pops into mind right away, but they popped into mind right away at the beginning of the right. year when Vic was eligible to come back. Well, uh, I think the, the the media attention has died down, though. So, I mean, it's yeah. not one of those things where it's easier for another team now. He actually has some more trade value or more value Because somebody took a chance on him. Somebody yeah. already did, and there's not that much attention. There's not that much protesting. You don't hear anything about it. So, I mean, it, it's likelihood. I mean, if I'm Cleveland, I'm on the phone. Yeah, because Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback either. Yeah. Um, Kevin Culp has been fantastic, though. I mean, 327 yards this week. He had over 300 yards last week. I mean, he's 
He's been he's been he's been a nice little fill in there for, for yeah for McNabb. If I I don't understand Garcia, I mean I don't understand why he's even I, there right now. I think now. he was just the insurance policy in case something something happened to Cole because he knew Vic wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah I guess know. you had to look at that. But I mean Garcia, geez, he should be starting in Oakland. Uh, that's how bad Jamarcus Russell is there, and that Oakland actually cut Jeff Garcia for him to be able to sign with Philadelphia is just amazing to me. And now I just don't understand uh, really what Oakland's doing out there. Yeah, uh, we, we, we saw Oakland possibly had some promise in that Monday night game when, you know, uh, we were really high on them, um, you know, after that. And now they've just kind of, bleh, you know. Yeah, I mean, Russell was 12 for 21 with 61 yards. Oakland just looked Jamarcus bad. Russell is, is horrible. Uh you know he he might need to pull a uh, Rick and Keel uh, from the uh, Cardinals and just maybe play another position. Yeah, it's time to move <laughs> into your fullback role and uh, kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, you just know. play fullback for McFadden and let McFadden be quarterback. All right. Yes, yes. So uh, Broncos are surprising three and zero. Broncos, you know, I would probably one. the most surprising three and zero team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to say. Um, you know, another big story coming out too is I mean the Steelers Super Bowl champs losing again to the Bengals. I mean. Uh, promising, you know, obviously uh, that first game of the year, 1-0 start, and then... Yeah, I think if it wasn't for um, the immaculate reception in Denver, we'd be talking about the Bengals as being the most surprising 3-0 team, uh, especially running through uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. You would never think that uh, the Bengals would be 2-1 and right now, but they are. Yeah. And they're one second away from being 3-0. and Yeah. So. Um, you know, not a lot going on, really, in the National Football League. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries, uh, just you know, nothing much. We have Jim Mora really yelling at his kicker. Uh, well, he and he needed to. I heard some people kind of you know chastising him a little bit about that, but I mean, you know, I mean that's but uh, football football is is a sport. It's a job, but it's also entertainment. So you know, people get mad when they air laundry out. And it's like, you know, it's for entertainment value. Jim Mora was mad. He said that they were going to look to improve in all areas. Actually, not just the kicker. Uh, if you listen to his little rant, he said yeah. in all areas they were going to look to improve. Yeah, so. uh, but he, overall he's mad at the kicker. And um, well, the thing is, it's another week and two missed field goals against the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh had two missed field goals, and uh, the Seahawks had two missed field goals. So you say maybe it's the Bears' defense. Maybe it's not the uh, kickers. Yeah, well, maybe, he, maybe they blow really hard and push the ball to the uh, left. Yeah, well, I mean, he should be. I mean, he should be mad. Like, he made the point. You know, if you're a professional football player in this league and a professional kicker in this league, you make those kicks. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and overall, they can't tackle either, though, so there's more problems in Seattle than just the kicker. I think they thought with those jerseys, which I personally liked, uh, the Seahawks jerseys, I, I personally liked them. I think they thought that they were going to kind of blind the Bears and blind Jay Cutler. And they didn't, like and there was actually rumors going around that uh, people's TVs were breaking from the uh, the green. <laughs> uh, and the, it's the uh, uniforms that they borrowed from the Hartford Whalers of the 1980. I kind of I kind of liked them though. I thought they were kind of cool. I thought the Jets uniforms were cooler, but the Titans. Yeah, oh, I think the Titans jerseys are, are really cool. Yeah. I like those jerseys a lot. So. Yeah, Th- that was a little bit better. If you're going to like it, I really like the shirt that. Uh, Titans coach is wearing so. Yeah. Oh really? That's all I got really on that. Yeah, I kind of you know the, the it's good to see the old Houston Oilers jersey out again too. Yeah, you know this, the good stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting notes I guess really. Just Arizona really? one and two. It's kind of surprising a little bit to me that they really got beat up by uh, Indianapolis that much. I don't know a little bit. I mean you know Peyton Manning just took over the game four touchdowns. I mean you know the Colts start this way pretty much every year though. You know, undefeated. They usually go undefeated for you know a good amount of weeks, and then, um, you know, 
then they'll they'll, they'll, they'll like what did we say? I think we said twelve and four for them or or something like that, didn't we? Yeah, we we had them going pretty good. So I mean, I, yeah. I, this isn't really a surprise. Now, the loss of Tony Dungy seems to have no effect, but I mean, because Jim Caldwell pretty much learned it. Tony's, you know, at Tony's feet for you know so many years. So, I mean, it's probably been a pretty smooth transition. Yeah, more so I think than people thought. Um, when Anthony Gonzalez comes back, I think it'll just they're just going to keep rolling. Yeah, so, so they'll be a lot better. Yeah, the Giants look quite amazing to me, though. Also, I want to talk about two teams that are just really surprising: the Giants and the uh, Ravens. Probably two of the best teams in football. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but they're just both playing spectacular football right now. The, the Ravens, yes. I mean, they've got an offense now, and they don't have to lean on their defense so much, you know, to, to win games for them. Uh, that makes them extremely dangerous because that defense is still, you know, probably best in the league, you yeah. know, top five in the league. Easily. And you don't want to you, you don't want to go up against Ray Lewis. <laughs> no, not at, at all. At any time. So, you know, I like I, I – the Ravens, yes, um, very surprised. You know, very surprised with them because of their offense. The Giants, not not really so much. I mean, maybe because we didn't know if Eli was going to have anybody to throw to. Yeah, I and think he that does. Though. The, so I mean, they I looked think, really good. Their defenses looked amazing, though. They looked better. But we than, said that. But we said that coming out though, because we watched some Giants preseason games. Yeah, and I mean, their their that defensive line just just keeps coming. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's pretty amazing yeah. out there at the Giants. But, I mean, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl, so, I mean, I still stand by that, and they've looked really good. It's just I really didn't think they would hold the Bucks to 100 yards of offense. I mean, yeah. the Bucks are horrible, and that's why they changed quarterbacks. Uh, we look at uh, Johnson is the quarterback now. Uh, I think it's Josh Johnson out of San Diego College. Good kid, 6'4". You know, we'll see what he does in Tampa Bay, left which is done. Probably done for his career, I think. I don't think he finds another team. He doesn't start again this year, and I don't think he finds another team. Oh, so both uh, Marshall quarterbacks uh, possibly done for the career? Pennington and Leftwich? Pennington and Leftwich. I think uh, no Marshall quarterbacks in the league this year. I think oh. it's done. Uh, look at interesting note. Just came across the wire. The uh, Miami Dolphins have traded for Tyler Thigpen. Really? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's an interesting move. I think you just need somebody to, uh, to back up Henny. Yeah, so, yeah. It, Pat White's not ready to play full time. You really need a guy, Pat White. I don't know. He he'll probably run the uh, practice squad, I think. And Pat White will still be the quarterback of uh, backup, I guess if you're gonna say. So I don't know. Yeah, It'd be one of those weird game time decisions whether they do uh, Pat White every week or Tyler Thigpen as a backup. Yeah, but Thigpen's a decent quarterback. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, not a whole lot going on. Just really. Injuries and uh, you know some teams winning that we thought would win and you know I I'm really looking forward to next week though there's some there's some I think some top flight games next week yeah moving right along I mean we can talk about the next week's schedule kind of to see maybe what we think um, you know it's a couple of interesting games I know we looked at Baltimore New England as like a really a key game Baltimore's traveling to New England we'll have to see New England's defense you would say is not very good without Richard Seymour but. Nobody's had more than 300 yards of offense against them. So, I mean, that's pretty good in the NFL. So, we'll see, maybe. We'll see if Baltimore can continue their offense, and then if they can really hit Tom Brady. It'll be, be interesting there. Yeah, um, I really feel like this week is going to be highlighted by the Monday night game, uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Uh, Brett Favre versus the old pack. And, yeah, uh, this is... It's going to be all in all the uh, the big game. It's, it's a Monday night game, so it makes it even more intense. Yeah, and, and you really have. I mean, it's probably we'll start the show next week with it. Uh, it's just that kind of game, you know. Brett Favre, 
It's not as big as the one coming up later in the year when Brett goes to Lambo. Yeah, that, that's this is more. Just, this yeah. is like the uh, this is like the uh, the preview. The preview, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know who I like in that game. It's kind of tough. Green Bay offense, I want to say, is a little bit better, but uh, Minnesota yeah, at but home. Green Bay's offensive line is not very good. No, nah, so I, I'd probably take Minnesota at home in this game. Yeah, and, if they so. can put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, then, you know, I think I think Minnesota could probably pull it out with Brett Favre just kind of, you know, doing his little – like that 300-yard game was not – what Brett Favre is all about this year. No, Peterson was a little bit banged up, and yeah. I think they relied a lot more on Brett Favre in that game. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of interested interested to see how San Francisco will bounce back versus St. Louis. St. Louis, not a very good football team. Uh, San Francisco has showed flashes this year so far of being one. I'm interested to see how they go into a game that they're supposed to win and win. Uh, well, I had to look at last week when uh, St. Louis was uh, playing Green Bay, and you know Green Bay hadn't looked spectacular yet in the uh, in the regular season. They looked awesome in the preseason. St. Louis hung with them for a while. so Yeah. Well, yeah just... It was an interesting game to me. I mean, uh, we look at, I think Bolger's done in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Bowler is the man there now, so we'll see if he can lead them. Uh, it could be an interesting game, but I think San Francisco's defense is too good for St. Louis, and we won't see... I don't think it'll be close. Okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see how they bounce back, you know, without Frank Gore and, you know, coming off their first loss of the year. Yeah, so. it's good. It's at Candlestick. It's always good to go home when you have a key injury. So yeah. I, think, I think it helps you out. Uh, another game I'm kind of interested in really is uh, Washington. Washington hosts um, another bad football team in Tampa Bay this week. Oh, this is going to be an awful game. And... Washington is the team that allowed Detroit to uh, snap its winless streak. Yeah, I feel like we haven't so, given Detroit enough props. Well, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do that now because not you know <laughs> what do you do if you're Daniel Snyder and Washington blows one to Tampa Bay? You've you've lost the two bad teams back to back weeks. I don't, you know, this is going to be one of those games I think will be like a shootout. I think it's going to be, it's just going to be crazy. I think there's going to be so many interceptions and like lack of offense that the defense will score. It's just one of those bizarre games. Either that or it's going to be 0 0 all game and the ball doesn't move from the 50 yard line. I so mean, should it, I go out and get Tampa Bay's defense <laughs> in fantasy? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, Tampa Bay had 100 yards of offense last week. Washington did not look uh, good defensively against uh, Detroit. And Detroit was able to move the ball. I don't even know. I mean, this is just one of those games that's bizarre. It's just you don't want to see these two teams playing right now because they're so bad right now. Yeah, but, I mean, my question is what happens to uh, head coach uh, Jim Zorn? I mean, does he keep his job if he loses? I mean, If Josh Johnson leads Tampa Bay to victory here, I think he's fired. I think he's fired immediately. I don't even think they can wait to the end of the year. They'll just have a mid-replacement so that they can fire that guy and try to bring in uh, – just move the offensive coordinator to head coach. I mean, that's yeah, that's the classic move. I wouldn't even be surprised if Snyder came down and called plays. That's, oh. how, that's how pissed he'll be. <laughs> oh um, man, like Ted Turner when he managed the Braves for that one game. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, something happened. He just said, "Screw this, I'm I'm coaching." You yeah, know? I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Um, let's see, and the 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 game that probably will be on in our area where where we live in the country is uh, uh, Detroit at Chicago. Um, interested to see how Detroit uh, comes and sees if they can win two in a row. I know they're facing your Bears, and you don't think so, but yeah, it's at home in Soldier. I don't think you can really take Detroit. Uh, Chicago at home. Color has looked good, twenty-one and twenty-seven. I think he had two hundred fifty yards passing, led him to another victory down the field. Receivers have looked good. Johnny Knox has looked amazing. Uh, Devin Hester's catching good balls. Uh, a whole lot more productivity out of the Bears receivers than people thought. So 
I don't know. I really like Chicago, and this, their defense has still looked good. I know uh, Hill Meyer's a little banged up at linebacker, but they have a steady stream of linebackers up there, so it'll be okay. Yeah, but I mean, you got you got to feel good for Detroit. I mean, and that city. I mean, you know, with the current uh, way the world is, Detroit has been hit pretty hard. And I mean, to just go through 19 games of not winning a football game. Um, I mean, I know we talked about it earlier today. I mean, there's people on that team who've been drafted, you know, last year who've never won an NFL game because <laughs> they went 0 and 16. Yeah, that's actually quite shocking in itself, right there. I mean, these guys have never, uh, never won a game, and to finally win a game, it's pretty happy. I mean, it was against a lackluster Washington team. But wins they a win. won. Wins a win. This so. isn't college football where they judge on style points, man. This wins a win in the NFL. Wins a win. So I mean, they finally won a game. Move on. I think they lose this one though. So yeah. be happy with your one victory. <laughs> I, this is a crazy year. I, there's so many bad teams in the NFL right now, and teams that we thought were going to be good. I mean, uh, Tennessee jumps out at you right first and foremost. Uh, I mean, zero and three, and you, we we thought that they were going to be a you know a power in the in the AFC South. You know, and it just looks like I think uh, Indianapolis is cruising right along like they always do. Yeah. You know, win that division again. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have the record that we thought that they would have at this point in the year. No. You know, one and two. Um, You know, Dallas hasn't looked spectacular. No, Dallas hasn't looked good at all. I think Dallas is going to be hurting late in the year. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I, 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 fourteen years without a playoff victory. I, I don't. I think that that. I don't think there. Romo does not look good. Romo looks undrafted quarterback like. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you can say what you want about that, but I mean, uh, Romo just has nothing to me. He's not looked good at all. No, no, no. Um, you know, Tampa, he needs to go back to banging supermodels or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Giselle has a sister. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tampa Bay. We all thought that they were going to be bad. We didn't think they were going to be that bad. Um. You know, oh my! We, John and I here on the pump fake. Uh, we are watching the uh, Minnesota Twins doubleheader with the uh, Detroit Tigers, and uh, we're in the top of the tenth inning. Minnesota three to one. Minnesota has a chance here to uh, even up the uh, Central if they can sweep this uh, doubleheader here. But we'll talk about more of that later because that's why there was a little pause there. We we had a, a breaking moment in yeah. uh, live TV. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, um, bye weeks this week. Carolina definitely needs that bye week. Uh, they've looked horrid. They've looked absolutely horrible. Yeah, um, I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL too right now. Yeah. Um, um, Arizona has a bye week. They definitely they need a bye that, week. Get uh, that offense back on track. Yeah. I think Atlanta really needs a bye week after the loss to New England. Yeah. They, they, I just think they need a week to recover. Not necessarily it was a bad loss. New England's still a good team. I just think you, you just need a week to recover after that. Yeah. Uh, and Philly, they, they still need McNabb to recover. Yeah, and they should get McNabb back, you know, in week five. Uh, so hopefully all will be normal in uh, in Philly land uh, after that. So. Yeah, I still think Philly's a good team. I know uh, Westbrook was out in this in their last game. So, I mean, I, I still like Philly overall. Uh, Cole has actually looked pretty good, but McNabb really is that team. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, never, never in doubt. Uh, you know that is that, that is uh, Donovan McNabb's football team. No matter how much they uh, try to get rid of him, and how much they, how much they do to try to get him to leave. Uh, and know. really, you look at it; they're two and one, and McNabb's been hurt. So I mean, yeah, they're they're in good shape. Yeah. If I'm the Eagles, I'm happy. I made it through the uh, injury, yeah. and I'm ready to roll. And we're still a good football team. Yeah. We're still in contention. Absolutely. And with Washington being horrible, I don't think anyone can. You know, they're they're in a good good division there right yeah. now. Absolutely. Well, uh, coming up next, John, I think we're going to talk about some baseball. The uh, playoff uh, picture is definitely, definitely coming into view a little bit more. I know we say that every week, but you know that's just because a lot of these divisions have been won a while ago. Uh, a couple more teams have clinched, 
And uh, we got a uh, nice little uh, storm brewing in the NL uh, wild card and uh, possibly the NL East. We looked at that earlier today. So, you know, uh, when we come back, uh, baseball talk. Yep, short break, and we'll be right back here on the Pump Fake. The Pump Fake. We are on the web at thepumpfake.com. That's thepumpfake.com. You can check us out on Twitter. We are at pfake. You can also download all of our podcasts right from iTunes directly into your iTunes library. Listen to all our rants, all our raves, all the scores, and all the great sports discussions you've become accustomed to. And please, if you have any comments or questions, hit us up on our Pump Fake hotline. It's one 294 Fake. That's one eight seven seven two nine four three two five three. And always enjoy the show. Every second, thousands of people search the internet for service companies in their area, only to end up with a lousy service experience due to limited information. Angie's List takes the guesswork out of finding good service companies by providing its members with thousands of unbiased ratings and reviews of their local service companies. With the help of Angie's List, consumers can quickly find the service provider that they need to make an emergency repair to their car, complete a major home improvement project, or even plan a wedding or take the best of care of their pets. Please call Angie's List at 1-866-943-1484 for all of your service needs. And we're back. This is the Pump Fake. And that was a little short word from our sponsors there. And Drew with the classic recording. We've been right along into baseball. Uh, we got our wild card update. I feel good to talk about baseball now. Baseball is getting exciting. Yes. I know if uh, a lot of people say baseball isn't exciting, but it is. This is coming right down to the end of the year here in a couple division races. I know uh, I know Drew's just itching to talk about the Braves. Yes. Uh, We'll probably start out because we got the big game today, uh, Minnesota-Detroit. Doubleheader uh, double today? Yeah. yeah, you couldn't get much better than a uh, doubleheader on, uh, on a weekday. I think it's just one of the best things. Uh, baseball players don't like it. They don't like playing doubleheaders uh, late in the season. Uh, short roster when you really have to play all your guys. Uh, in the middle of the year, you'll bench some guys during the doubleheader. Granderson home run, bottom of the 10th. Oh, my God. Classic game here. God, it, it, so it, good. <laughs> baseball is just it's unprecedented right now. We had the big races, you know, that are kind of wrapped up. The Yankees, of course, clinched. Uh, you look at the Angels uh, clinched Yankee, their division. Yankees clinched uh, best record too. I mean, 101 wins. Um, gee, that's phenomenal. I yeah, mean, it, the thing is, we were talking like maybe the Cardinals or the Dodgers would get to 100, but geez, I really thought the Cardinals were going to get to 100 wins. Yeah, the I Cardinals really have, thought... have been five and five. I mean, they really like fought not to win the division for a yeah. long time. I mean. Uh, the Cubs went on like this little streak and were making up ground. And then you say, how can they not? They had a one-game uh, magic number for like a week Yeah, that uh, the Cubs refused to lose and the Cardinals refused to win. So it was just amazing. Yeah, uh, They finally clinched the division, though, so the Cubs cannot win the division. Uh, so, I mean, that was disappointing for all the Cubs fans. And, and pretty much right now, John and I are watching the central race uh, unfold in front of our very eyes. This doubleheader is, you know, Detroit-Minnesota – they're separated by two games, and it looks like here Detroit's not going away, but Minnesota's got the three to two lead in the bottom of the tenth. In the tenth, so you, you, Minnesota it is could, on fire. Actually, they're eight and two in their last ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it could be down to one game by as soon as three fifteen today. It could be down to one game lead, 
And then by tonight, when you watch uh, TV, it really could be uh, Detroit-Minnesota tied for the Central. For the Central lead. That's, yeah. that's just quite amazing. That, I mean, that, what an amazing day it, baseball. It's decent today. records. It's not like they both have like under 500 records. Those are two 83-win teams. Uh, right. So, I mean. Probably won't do much in the playoffs, but I mean, you know, because I still think it's going to come down to Yankees and Red Sox somehow. Baseball will figure out how to get that done because they still feel like Yankees-Red Sox is what everybody wants to see. And I'm growing a little tired of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and Boston, I think Boston will clinch the wild card, I think, with a win today, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they've lost four in a row and have really tried to lose it a little bit. Well, they're, uh, ba- they're just backing into that into that playoff spot. Yeah, but know. then you look at it, uh, it reverse it into the, uh, the central wild card. I mean, you have the number one team losing, but in the American League, every other team below Boston is losing also. So, I mm-hmm. mean, nobody caught up. I mean, this was a time where Texas should have won some games and then, you know, uh, Boston's lost four in a row. If Texas wins four in a row, all of a sudden they're two games back, and this is a race, but Boston's going to run away with the wild card. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chicago White Sox are on a two-game winning streak right now, but that's a little too little too late. Um, you know, right now to make up any kind of ground, they just don't have the time. Yeah, so, so I mean, it, Boston wraps up the uh, wild card, I think, probably today. Tonight, so. Today with a win, or at least I think a Texas loss, I think probably, right? Yeah, I think it's they'll, they'll win that pretty handily. So, yeah. Uh, but the real race is in the uh, National League, National League wild card. We have Colorado uh, is 88-68 on a one-game winning streak. Uh, and then Atlanta on fire, won seven in a row, two games back. I'm starting to feel that magic, that little tingle that I get. You know, I was telling you earlier that, uh, you know, I I love baseball. Baseball is my number one sport. You know, I, I, you know, I like football and whatnot, but baseball I, I love. And... For years, the Braves would clinch the division, you know, way, like, you know, back in, like, July. You know, they'd go on, like, a July winning streak that would just separate them from, um, you know, the Expos, or it would separate them from the Phillies, you know, whoever was their main rival that year. Uh, and, you know, it'd be done. They'd be sitting people and stuff like that. I mean, this is this is something I've never felt before because, I mean, now they're, like, two games behind in the, in the, in the wild card on a seven-game winning streak. And I just looked at the standings, and I didn't realize this, but Philly's trying not – they're not trying to win the division, the division, the East. Yeah, it's uh, the, I mean, quite the, amazing. The, yeah. Braves, the Braves are only four back. And right now I think they're four back with, what, six, five games to play? And four of their last five or six games are against the Washington Nationals? Yeah, Atlanta's sitting in a nice spot right now. They they don't control their own destiny, but I want to say they actually do because they're playing the Nationals. Yeah, I so, mean, I, mean got, I think they've got they one more. They still need Colorado to lose, but. Yeah, I think they've got one more game versus Florida uh, tonight. No, two more games. They got two more games versus Florida, and then they finish up in, in Washington. I mean, they, they couldn't set up any better for them. Um, you know, seven-game winning streak. Uh, you know, we saw Colorado do this, you know, a couple of years ago. They, they, they rode a winning streak. Uh, into the playoffs and made it all the way to World Series. The Braves have the pitching to do so, uh, you know. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they could, they could end up, they could end up with ninety wins, just like the Cardinals, just like the Dodgers. You know, I mean, they're just as good a, a baseball team as that. As, yeah, as, it's, as it's really plays out interesting because I mean, you look at the uh, the Dodgers uh, are only four and a half up in the uh, West over Colorado. All right, and you look at the three game series at the end of the year, Colorado, L.A. So we have. You, that's really going to decide that race. Uh, you break down, Colorado can still win the division. Uh, maybe L.A. doesn't even make the playoffs. They have not been playing good baseball, but neither has Colorado. So Yeah, it's funny. I, I think, what was it, like two weeks ago, I think we pronounced a lot of these races dead. 
Yeah, it really looked like league. it, especially the wild card. We almost eh, Colorado looked unbeatable yeah. for a while, and nobody was going to catch them. And I mean, you know, what a difference a week makes in baseball. I mean, the Braves have won seven in a row. Um, Philly is just they're, they're playing some weird baseball right now. I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, the only race that is definite is the Central of St. Louis clinching over the Cubs. Yeah, that's the only one that really, and that took a while. Yeah, There's some uh, the underranked teams are playing playing good ball right now. I, I think you'll see a lot of kids coming up right now, and are just a lot of young pitchers, especially in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's doing it with pitching overall. I mean, I think they've scored sixty uh, uh, less runs than Colorado, but they've allowed sixty less. So, I mean, it's been really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just nuts. Baseball is always good around October, and it it's especially good for me since, you know, what is the game over? Oh, I don't know. I just I just saw Glavin pitching to uh, Joe Carter here, and uh, it's gonna break my heart. It wasn't live coverage though. No, it's not. It's it's old, but you know, I was little then. Um, but I mean, it's especially nice for me because Atlanta. You know, I finally, you know, after I think about three years of uh, not getting in the playoffs, we're on the cusp again. On the cusp, you know. It's so. interesting. It makes it interesting right down the year when you get down to the last couple games. I love uh, the extra game. It's just great to be yeah. having that little extra game. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it'd be interesting. And that's really is playing into the whole deal because the Monday night game will be if Minnesota and Detroit are still tied, they play in the Metrodome where Green Bay wants to play uh, on yeah. Monday night. So that, then, that's where the one-game playoff would be. So then what do you do? Yeah, so I mean that's the NFL said they're not moving and baseball said they're not moving. So well, baseball, I don't know. Well, we might see my, a day game and then a night game. In my opinion, baseball takes precedence. I mean, it's yeah, they're they're in the. I mean, they've they've been in their season. I mean, this is this is to end their season. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we'll, let, you know. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think that talk's gonna be revisited today because it looks like uh, Minnesota won the first game. They're now one game back. Uh, it's a possibility of tying that up. So. That's but, uh, nice. Yeah, that but, is so nice. <laughs> back into the National League, though. I mean, you really look at, you know, I don't know. I, I want to say L.A. has looked really bad. Manny's out. Uh, maybe they don't make the playoffs. Maybe they, they lose out and uh, get swept by Colorado. And Atlanta sneaks into the wild card over L.A. And Colorado wins a division. How shocking is that? Yeah, it'd be nuts. I mean, it would be definitely nuts. That's I the mean, kind of craziness we're talking about here on the but, buffet. But see, what, we need, what I need to happen, me personally, is I need the Dodgers to go ahead and uh, – sweep the Rockies three games uh, at the end of the year so that way the Dodgers can win the West and the Braves can sneak in on the wild card. That's yeah. that's what has to happen. I think if the Dodgers beat uh, San Diego in the next two games, I think they win the division. I think their magic number's at two. Ah, I think I saw it was at one. Is that one? Oh, it is at one. They're four and a half up. So, yeah. yeah if they win tonight, the, it, it will be done with. Billingsley is going, so it's looking good for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's why I love baseball. No other sport has this where it's magic numbers and – you know, and one game playoffs and all that stuff. I mean, it's just so it's just so fantastic. Base, yeah. baseball is such a fantastic sport. Uh, I I think sometimes people, you know, they don't give it the credit it deserves. You know, you have to have some patience to watch a baseball game. And you know. yeah, that's right. So I mean, we'll so, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Here. Uh, but uh, do next, you like you like the Braves then? Oh, right. of course. Right. I you yeah. know, and I I will not I I I will not uh. uh silence my bias either. <laughs> All right. Well, Colorado's got a marquee going tonight. Uh, he's, he hasn't pitched against the Brewers, so uh, uh, I want to say I like marquee tonight. Uh, I don't know who they got next pitching. Let's see. Oh, I don't know who they have pitching next. But I don't know. Uh, I like Colorado probably, actually. It's hard to catch somebody. I think Colorado's going to pull it together. 
win a couple games. I think if the Dodgers have already won it, they're going to be resting guys. So Colorado will probably win a couple in L.A. So I don't know. I think it's going to be tough, especially if, if L.A. clinches tonight. I don't know. I'm thinking the resting guys. Manny doesn't play the rest of the year until the playoffs. Well, so I, don't, I don't know if you rest guys because you're still playing for best record in the league, in the National uh, League. Gosh, you are a little bit. I don't know. That's it's kind of tricky there, I guess. So yeah, because I mean that. Because I mean that. I will, let's go back and look. I mean, Philly's only won ninety games. I think uh, you know L.A. has won ninety three, and St. Louis has won ninety. So I mean, there's still there's still a lot of work to be done to for best record. Yeah, but it's it's tricky. I mean, I think uh, they're probably one or two wins away from best record clinching. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they're three up already. So mm-hmm. if they beat San Diego the next two games. Uh, going in, uh, if they get the if they get to ninety five wins and St. Louis and Philly stay at ninety, then yeah, I mean, th- th- then yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll clinch best record, and then you have to worry that you know are they gonna play against Colorado? So right, I don't know, it's tricky, I, but uh, you got to think, does LA get to pick who they play? I think that's how it is, isn't it? Don't they play the wild card? So well, they, no, they it's the best. It, it'd be the best record versus the wild card, and I think the, it, then it would be the other two division winners. I think is how it shakes out. Yeah. So LA is picking who they want to play. So if if they rest players, they get Colorado. If they trump it up and really play baseball, mm-hmm. they get Atlanta. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Then at the end of the day, you 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 uh, you control your own destiny. So. That's I don't know. That's just a thought. I don't know. I'm saying who would you rather play? Uh, I wouldn't want to play Atlanta because of their pitching staff. Their pitching yeah. staff is is amazing. So I might want to play Colorado. Uh, yeah. So we'll but see. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I still I still feel like uh, I still feel like Atlanta can catch them. I just I I still I mean I don't. I, it's weird, but I don't I don't think they can win out. I think Atlanta's got to lose a game at some point here. It's just you can't go on this you know 12 game winning streak. I mean I know it's crazy. They're playing Washington coming up here. Uh, they have Florida now. I think three game series in Florida and a three game series in or two left against Florida and then three in uh, against the Nationals. Yeah, and see, I think that's where they lo- probably lose one of their games as uh, in that four game series to the Nationals. Yeah, it's just a tricky. I just feel like I mean you can't win that many games. I mean they're too young of a team to really bust off twelve wins in a row. So, but let me ask you a question. I mean, with all the Bobby Cox talk about how he's done after next year and. I know we speculated uh, last week that if uh, Bobby Cox leaves, when Bobby Cox leaves, does Chipper follow? Um, what, if, what, what if they make a World Series run and they get there? Do, you, do, the, do, do they just leave early? Do they just go, okay, well, we're going to go now? Both it, of them? <laughs> if they win the World Series, ah, that is kind of tricky. You, you, you maybe think, and maybe they don't come back. Maybe they say, all right, we've done it. We've, yeah. we've did what we were supposed to do. Uh, with that young pitching staff, though, I want to say that they uh, go for another one. Yeah, well, it definitely this bodes well. If they don't make the playoffs this year, this definitely bodes well for next year. Yeah, so I think they'll be in good shape. Tim Hudson coming back has just been amazing for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, Derek Lowe has been money all year pretty much. Yeah, so, I mean, and Tommy Hansen. So, I mean, they have a nice a nice staff going into next year, mm-hmm. so they'll be in good shape. Yeah, so um, next week is going to be chock full of baseball, though. Chock full of baseball. I think we'll have a lot of try because I think we'll have the complete schedule to break down because uh, I think it ends Playoff-wise, yeah. I mean, it's over after this week. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll have everything uh, ready to go. We'll break down the playoffs for you guys. Uh, we may even call it the Major League Baseball Playoff Spectacular. Ooh, uh, Playoff Spectacular. NFL Recap. Nice. Uh, so, I mean, we'll have some of that in there. Um, looking at other sport news, we had golf. Tiger wins again. So well, Phil won the tournament, but Tiger won the FedEx Cup. Yeah, so how exciting was that? Yeah. 
I, yeah. I still don't under, completely understand the FedEx Cup, but you said you, you figured it out. I figured it out, but then I was confused again after reading something else where apparently everyone was kind of mad that Stuart Saint could possibly win the whole thing or something like that, and he wasn't even ranked in the top 20 just if he won the tournament or something like that. It's just crazy. Like It was all based on this last tournament. You got so many points for this last tournament that they tried to make it interesting, but all it was really based on is one tournament then. So you're playing this tournament to decide who wins the FedEx Cup. And Tiger got second, and he won the FedEx Cup, and Phil won the tournament. Uh, I don't know. It was, yeah. uh, it was just weird. I don't know. Overall, I figured out the points. I was kind of following it as the golf tournament happened. But overall, I mean, I wasn't that interested. So. <laughs> I mean, it was just it's still overall confusing. I had to Google it to figure out the rankings. I mean, ESPN doesn't even really highlight the uh, the FedEx Cup rankings. Uh, if you're a major sporting event and you really want to have your chase for the cup type thing, you want to have it on ESPN and they want to highlight it and talk about it all the time. Like this is the biggest deal uh, in all news. So well, and you got to have your stars playing every week too. I mean, we well, I think we mentioned it last week. That yeah, golf, that's you could pick and choose tournaments. So yeah, that's why they created the FedEx Cup because they wanted guys to come down and play these tournaments. And I think maybe Steve Tricker uh, doesn't play all these tournaments, but I mean he's not a big star. Phil may not have played in the last couple uh, if it wasn't for this little FedEx tournament thing. Yeah. So maybe they did play a little bit more because of it. But uh, still, the point thing didn't really work out. I think they still got some tweaking to do, and we'll see how uh, Finchcom handles that. And uh, I don't know. I may write something up and make a new plan for golf and uh, send it to old Finch either. See yeah. what he thinks. Uh, to kind of finish it out here, uh, it is getting to that time. Uh, NBA. Uh, NBA is going to be getting started here shortly, I believe, at the end of next month. Um, you know, so, you know, be on the lookout for us to, uh, kind of give our suggestions and our, uh, our thoughts and views on NBA teams, uh, right now, uh, looks like, uh, Kevin Garnett is, uh, scrimmaging, says he's healthy. So we should have a healthy Kevin Garnett back for the Celtics. Yeah. Healthy Kevin Garnett. So, uh, we'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, we'll see how Shaq and LeBron do, uh, playing together. Uh, Allen Iverson to Memphis, just, you know, a little, little, little taste of basketball since I know it's been a while since we've seen, uh, any round ball, um, so look for that in the near future. Uh, it's called foreshadowing, and um, you know I'm I think I'm good. If you're good, sir, I'm good. I'm already. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to break down some hockey coming up here too. So I know uh, I'll try to have some hockey input coming at you. And we may have a contest here for anybody who listens. Um, I don't like hockey. I don't have a favorite hockey team, and uh, John's gonna try to convince me. On a hockey team. All right. I'm going to talk him into a hockey team. And uh, if anybody else wants to help talk me into a hockey team, whoever, whatever team I end up, uh, I end up uh, picking, that, that person will get some cool stuff. We'll figure out what it is. Some swag. The pump fake swag. Yes. Yeah. So uh, hockey's not a big uh, deal to me, but, you know, I can be persuaded. You can be persuaded, folks. Let's so. get your hockey team into them. If you are a big hockey fan, call us up on the pump fake hotline. One eight seven or no, that's the uh, Allstate hotline. Well, uh, Allstate is good though. The Allstate is good. Call Allstate at one eight six six nine four five four three zero seven. But really, call the Pump Fake hotline one eight 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 two nine four three two five three. That's one eight 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 two nine four fake. I think that's the hotline. I don't know. Maybe it's one eight seven seven. I'm confused now. There's too many numbers here. The Pump Fake has lost their mind. We're getting too big. We're too big. We can't control it. We're out of our element. Uh, we did have a call. Should we end on the call? Yeah, we did have a call by, uh, you know, one of our faithful fans. Who, hey, uh, Pump Fake, this is Matt calling yeah. from the NAUG. I need some advice on uh, what could help Greg Jennings out 
you know, this past weekend he really struggled, zero catches, zero yards. It was really not very Jennings-esque. Uh, he's got a good quarterback there, but I think that uh, maybe he needs to do something else. I was wondering, maybe do you think uh, if he was to shave his arms, would that help increase his speed and make him more aerodynamic in order to break away from the defender? Uh, any help would be great. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, John, why don't you play the other one, too? Uh, that, that was just a weird call from one of our fans, but uh, we got another one here. Why don't you play the other one? Yeah, yeah let's break it uh, down. Yes, I was just wondering if you could discuss the benefits of shaving your forearms uh, prior to working out and how that may affect your uh, athletic performance. Thank you, Pump Fake. Should I, should I go into why those? Well, well, there's there's a story. Apparently, on the pump fake, uh, Drew uh, has his fan base, and uh, Drew is quite the uh, the bigger fellow, and he works out a lot. And uh, there was an instance, and uh, why don't you explain it to us, Drew? You know, I shaved my forearms, okay, because when you're in the gym and you're working out and you're working out your arms, you know, there's a, there's a mirror in the gym by the uh, by the dumbbells and everything. And um, you know, I was doing, you know, I was doing some French curls, I was doing some hammer curls, I was doing like you know a lot of different stuff, and my forearms were just like popping one day. So you know, I, uh, you know, one of my favorite radio shows, uh, Mike and Mike, uh, Golick shaved his forearms one day, and you know, I saw it on TV and mentioned, it, and it really kind of showed off the, the muscular, you know, the the defining features of of the forearm muscle. So I decided that I was going to give it a try, and now I've caught a lot of flack for it. Um, you know, I don't care what those people think. Yeah, if you're a Pump Fake fan out there and uh, you're uh, embarrassed about Drew's forearms being shaved, or if you do shave your forearms, uh, it's you okay know, if you do. It's okay if you do. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's I mean, not really okay. I mean, when you when you do the curls, the forearms pop, and it just makes you get jacked up for your workout and stuff. I mean, it's 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 good stuff. I I know people who do it, not just me. All right, we're going to end on that note. Uh, definitely call us up on the Pump Fake Hotline. It's one eight seven seven two nine four three two five three. I do have the number correct this time. You can't hit us up on the internet. It's thepumpfake.com. And on Twitter, it's pfake is the username. Check us out. Uh, we're always Twittering live during the games. Check us out and holler at us. It's been another great show. We'll hit you up next week. John out. Y'all have a good week, and uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday.